Yeah, about halfway through. About three days and two nights. The Welcome back, everybody. As we continue, it's time for a more of the Don Haskins Show live from Fuddruckers West, 5030 North Desert Boulevard. Steve Kaplowitz along with the Hall of Famer. Come on down, folks, and enjoy some great specials right now, including 99-cent uh, chips and queso, dollar Kazis, dollar Miller chills, and $3.99 uh, tricked-out nachos, your choice of chicken or beef. Mention the bear and save 10% off your meal. Not to mention, uh, come on down tonight, get uh, plenty of great items autographed by uh, the one and only Don Haskins as well. And, Coach, baseball season has already started in the major leagues, and soon enough it's going to be uh, starting back here with the El Paso Diablos. You getting excited about that? Oh yeah, I am. I've I've been a I've been a fan uh, uh, back when the baseball team was uh, the Sun Kings down at Old Dudley Field. Back I've in those been a fan. back in those I days, I haven't been able to go that much, you know, because of my foot. Yeah. And uh, I wish yeah I, I wish you'd get a little closer. Uh, uh, what a beautiful park. What a beautiful, beautiful park. What some people don't realize running. is that if you wouldn't have played uh, college basketball at Oklahoma State and Oklahoma A&M, you very well uh, might have uh, seen yourself uh, playing uh, minor league baseball with a chance to break into the bigs. Well, I hurt my arm when I was a freshman in basketball. Yeah. And I couldn't, uh, I probably couldn't break a pane of glass then, but I sure couldn't after I hurt my arm. So I played a little semi-pro baseball and... And uh, no, you know, no, I follow it closely. Uh, uh, I uh, love to see these young guys come to town, and and we, you know, we see them later. There's been a there's been a bunch through here. Well, right now we've got two uh, members of the Diablos we're going to be uh, meeting with here, starting with uh, Robbie Walkman, who is the uh, starting pitcher for uh, the Diablos. And uh, from what I understand, you're uh, Butch Henry's number one starter, at least heading into the start of the year. Good to have you on. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you having me. Not a problem. For, for those people uh, that did not get a chance to watch you pitch for the Diablos last year, I want to tell everybody uh, your story and uh, what brought you to El Paso. Definitely, definitely. I started with Butch when I was with the Reds organization, and he was my pitching instructor for two years, and ended up getting released last year right after spring training, and Butch ended up taking the El Paso Diablos manager job about halfway through and called me up and brought me out here. So I'm excited to be out here again to start off the season, and hopefully we'll put something together for him. How many years did you get a chance to pitch in the Reds organization for? Two, two and a half years. Two and a half years I had the opportunity to pitch and had a great time, learned a lot of great things about baseball and how to play the game and met some great ball players, including Walt here. So 
had a had some fun times. Were you guys teammates at the time with the Reds? Uh, no, we met we met whenever we were in spring training, and uh, he played with a couple of buddies that I played with starting off, and never had the opportunity playing with them. But I'm pretty excited to have him at first base when I'm pitching this year. Do people realize just how competitive it is, especially for the two of you? And we'll meet Walter just a little bit, trying to get up the system from rookie A ball all the way through double uh, A, triple A, and eventually make it to the big leagues. How cutthroat is, is really minor league baseball? It is. Uh, I think it's, you know, you asked Mr. Haskins, Haskins here, and it's probably the same in basketball, football, everything. It's, you know, it is cutthroat, but um, I think that's what makes it fun is, you know, it is tough. It's a, it's a long road, and, and the people that can sit there and, and pull through and, and, you know, overcome adversity are the guys that are going to make it. So it's, it's a fun time. It's, it's a fun opportunity to try to overcome that. One of the nice things is you also have the opportunity to try to get back into affiliated minor league baseball. That's the goal, I think, with every player in independent ball, is if you have a good enough season and you dominate well, you'll get the call, get the opportunity, and, and one of the other affiliates uh, will get a chance to purchase your contract and give you that shot of getting back into the big leagues. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, you look at our shortstop last year, Anderson Machado. I mean, he had a great season and ended up going double A. So, I mean... This this league is very competitive. It, we play some very tough teams, and and if you do get the opportunity, get picked up, you're gonna go up to the top levels, double A, triple A, and maybe get a shot to play in the bigs. So, it's you know, it, you're always one step away, you know, and that's the thing that's you know why we're out here fighting every day and working out every day to try to put a good show on for the fans of El Paso. If you had to describe. Um, an equivalent level of play for this kind of ball in independent baseball, where would you put it? I think everyone that's, that I've talked to puts it up there around double A, you know, and I mean, you're facing guys right out of college. You're facing, you know, pretty good draft picks that didn't quite make it, had arm problems, had injuries. And then you're facing older guys that have already been at high, high levels of the game that are trying to finish out their last couple years, you know, in this league. So, I mean, you know, Jorge Alvarez was a great ball player for us last year and has been the last few years and learned a lot about baseball just talking to him and kind of cutting the floor with him. So, I mean, you learn a lot from these older guys, these veterans. So it's, yeah. it's a good opportunity. Robbie Walkman joining us uh, here as we continue on the Don Haskins Show, the uh, number one starter for the El Paso Diablos. You have a question or you want to come on down and meet uh, Robbie and Walter, 880-5763, 880-KRD, or just come on down to Flood Rockers West. We are here in the bar. Um, describe your uh, pitching repertoire. Let me. Uh, how many pitches do you throw? Do you have three or four different uh, pitches to your arsenal? What's it like? I have three pitches. Uh, fastball, you got a couple. Though. You have your four seam, you have your two seam. So I have those. I have a, I have a curveball, and then I have a changeup. So a circle change. Those are the pitches I throw. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. No spit balls or any of that stuff? I'm not at liberty to talk huh? about that oh, right oh, now. Okay. You know? How about knuckleball? <laughs> knuckleball, I hadn't mastered that yet. Yeah. Maybe you can show me how to go, how to do that one day. Or ah, knuckle curve, you just throw your fingers, you know, get it here and throw them straight out, and it'll always go the same direction. Well, I and tell it you, might, it might go out further than uh, faster than it's coming in. I tell you, that's something I've been struggling with is that curveball. So maybe we need to get out there one day. <laughs> Let you work with me. The, uh, I wanted to ask him. Uh, yeah. Now, what's your favorite baseball movie? 
Favorite baseball movie. I tell you what, there's so many good ones. I like Bull Durham. I like Bull Durham because it. it That's one I was thinking. Of. There you go. Yeah. It it really it really hits home whenever you play my. Whenever you play minor league baseball, you know, um, you, you just don't they're, know. They're on that bus. Um, damn, I don't know if there's that many girls around, but uh, uh, I, I thought that, of course, the Kevin Cosner is great in everything he does, but it, it was absolutely, I, I thought it was a great movie. Oh, that's, I've watched that's it awesome. ten times and still enjoy it. Well, not to mention the Durham Bulls in that movie were... Uh, an affiliated team of the Braves at the time before they changed affiliations, and you uh, being from Georgia, a, a big Braves fan. Oh, definitely, definitely, always a big Braves fan. I tell you, I'm excited about this team they have going right now. A bunch of young guys that, you know, actually came up through the system. You know, probably the same time Walton. And I'm, you know, you got Frank Gore, McCann, and and a bunch of bunch of good young guys, and and that's what I like saying. You know, Smoltz, John Smoltz. You know, yeah. good veteran, and you know, trying to teach these young guys, you know, the ropes and how to go about handling themselves in the big. So it's it's fun watching them. Definitely. Let's go to the phones right now. Henry's with us from the west side of town. Henry, welcome to the Don Haskins Show. You're on with the coach and Diablo starting pitcher Robbie Walker. I wanted to talk to Coach Haskins for a minute. Okay. I think he wants to have lunch tomorrow. <laughs> Do what? This is Henry from Crawford. Hey, Henry. How are you doing, uh, Coach? I called you yesterday, and I don't know what I was calling for. Well, it's probably about the truck. No, no, I wasn't. Nope. I think I was just wanting to uh, meet you at FUD. I th yeah, I think I wanted you to come down here. <laughs> Me and, yeah, in the evening. Henry, I, I, how's it going? G GMC well. has always treated me great. Uh, uh, I hope, uh, I hope uh, Crawford trucks are going well. And cars. Yeah, I'm on my way to have lunch. I mean, uh, dinner with him right now with at Travis? the regular place. You're welcome to join us. Tell him hello. You're done. Where y'all going? Uh, uh, same place, Pelican. Well, you might as well come down, Fud Records. There you go. Well, let me let me suggest. Oh, you one. ever eat tacos anyway? I know. Absolutely, uh, coach. Hamburgers. Henry, thanks for Hank. Thanks for calling in today. We appreciate. Okay, we'll talk hey, to thank you, you Henry. Adios. All right, um, Robbie, as, as you know, we continue right now. Which pitcher growing up did you model yourself after? Who would you want to be like? I tell you, I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, obviously I'm a Braves fan, so, you know, you got Glavin, you got Smoltz, you got Maddox. You have all those big-time guys, the Hall of Fame guys, obviously. And, uh, you know, all of them have the same, you know, type mentality. You know, they're, they're thinkers. They're not throwers. And, and they know how to play the game. They know how to outthink hitters. You know, Maddox, I mean, you watch him throw, he doesn't throw, doesn't throw very hard. You know, most guys in the minors throw harder. Has he ever thrown over 90? I think starting off, he, he could Did throw he? the ball 93. You know, uh, he, he could bring it up there. You don't ever see him throw it over the heart of the plate. Oh, never. never. I, I love that little square they got now on TV mm -hmm. where you can see where the ball is. I wish the umpires could see it a little better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sometimes I wish that the, independent, the American Association umpires could see that too. So. Yeah. Tell me about the Diablos this season. Uh, from, what, from what you know of right now with this group coming in, I know in years past the Achilles heel has always been the pitching. Now uh, Butch Henry, a man that has been a pitching coach in the minors and someone who has had so many big league years as a pitcher, um, he's addressing that and is really confident that he likes this mix of, uh, of arms he has this year. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, it's, 
Last year we had a pretty good offense. The pitching was was our was our issues. You know, we'd we'd have the lead, you know, late in the game, and we we'd lose a lot of games late in the game. It, I don't think that'll happen this year. We we have some good guys, some strong guys that that have experience, that know how to play the game, and gonna throw strikes. They're gonna throw strikes. They're gonna keep the game moving. And, and I'd put I'd put our offense up against any offense out there. You know, if we can keep them from scoring too many runs, our offense is gonna take care. Of, they'll take care of the rest. So. Can I tell you what I hate about baseball managers nowadays? Why not? All right, we'll just say this guy right now is gone through the seventh inning. Yeah. And he's pitching a great game. So all of a sudden, now because everybody in the world does it, you got to have a reliever in the eighth and most of the time in the ninth. And uh, I see, you know, seven innings is not very long to pitch. I mean, if, you, if you're throwing well... Now, if you've thrown 150 pitches, maybe, but, uh, you know, and now they're sitting over and they count every pitch. Uh, and, you know, another thing, uh, baseball, uh, you guys got to make Butch look good. We got to. We yeah. Got to. And, I, uh, you know, if, if, you look, if you look good, all of a sudden Butch is a great manager. That's the way it is. The way it was in basketball, you got good players. You're a great uh, coach. Uh, oh, hell yeah. I can remember a lot of years I wasn't. But uh, uh, I'll never forget, like, uh, for instance, Joe Torrey got fired by St. Louis. He's not doing bad to the Yankees. No, now, if he don't win the World Series every year, uh, he's, he's got a little problem. But uh, uh, I don't know. I do, I think, would, would you agree with me when a guy's thrown seven innings? I saw it the other day somebody got beat in the majors and someone had thrown uh, uh, seven innings took him out first thing that happened someone hit a home run and and nowadays you got uh, starting pitchers you got middle inning pitchers and you got late inning pitchers yeah well, you, so, want the, you want the guy to throw uh, 250 pitches? And he's afraid to say anything, afraid Butch is listening. That's exactly. No, nah, no, nah, I'll go ahead and tell you. I mean, Butch, that's the beauty about having Butch is, you know, Butch, he's been there. He's experienced it. He knows what pitchers are feeling, and he knows when the right time is to take the guy out. You know, there's times that, you know, I don't want to be taken out, you know, and, and he takes me out, and it's the right decision. I look back on it, yeah. and then there's times that, you know, I'm – I want to stay in, and he'll let me stay in. Let me, let me tell you, if uh, you wanted to be taken out, uh, you ought to not be playing. You know, everybody, yeah. I tell you what, a guy that's content, that's pitching, and wants to be taken out, um, I wouldn't want him. There you go. There you have it. All right, um, Robbie, before we uh, let you go, um, we're talking about the Diablos. I know there was a story about the host families a few days ago. Were you guys were you guys able to get enough host families for the team so far? Or are you still looking? You know, honestly, I mean, I think I think we are always looking for you know guys for families that can take you know some young guys in. That, you know, I, I mean, we always can use that. You know, um, I, I will tell you this. You know, we we are having an exhibition game on the fifth of May. Uh, it's against. Uh, all-star team from Juarez, Mexico, and uh, we, we it's $2 admission. It's going to be a fun time. You know, this year we're basing all of our stuff out family, a family-friendly environment, and we've got a lot of great things for, for young families, young kids out there at the ballpark for them to enjoy and enjoy some exciting baseball at the same time. So. Uh, fans, you got to get out there and help these guys out. And uh, I will tell you this. Over the years, we had families that uh, basketball players uh, went to their houses, and you'll never be in a city that's more 
uh, uh, cordial than El Paso, Texas. There will be a bunch of them. You'll, you'll get to go to a lot of places. Yeah. I tell you, I'm very fortunate. I have a great host family. Uh, guy by the name of Roger Anderson. He's, he's a great guy. You know, he's ha has a young son, Chad, and, and they took me in last year. And I tell you, it means a lot, and it takes a lot of pressure, a lot of stress off you whenever you have a good family like that to take you in. So. Very nice. Uh, I, th I think it's great. I think it's great. We enjoyed meeting you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Uh, give us a preview before we go to break and come back. How's Walter going to do? Walter, I'm is telling. He, is, he, is he pretty good on it with a microphone? I, I think Walter's probably going to do a little bit better than me. He, is he, he a left-handed hitter, or right hand? You know, he's got the best of both words. This huh? this guy is a switch hitter, ah. and he hits. Oh, for he does power. have the best of it. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. All right, mm -hmm. uh, Robbie, thank you so much. It's Robbie Walkman. Coming up next, we'll meet Walter Olmstead, uh, another member of the Diablos, their first baseman. More of the Don Haskins show as we continue with Diablos baseball right here on News Radio KROD. Welcome back, everybody, as we continue with more of the Don Haskins Show live from Fuddruckers West, 5030 North Desert Boulevard. Come on down and see us, folks. Dollar Kazi's in the bar. Dollar Miller Chills. 99 cents chips and queso. 3.99 tricked-out nachos as well. Some great new menu items. Plus, when you mention the name Don Haskins, save 10% off your meal. We still have some copies right now, some signed copies of Glory Road. Those are also being sold. $15 a book. They are already signed. Don Haskins will personalize those for you as well here tonight. So come on down. We still have another 35 minutes left to go and a chance for you to still, if you haven't added the uh, book Loy Road to your personal collection, have it signed by the bear, personalized to you as well. It is definitely a book that when you start reading it, you are not going to want to put it down. Just a moment ago, we met Robbie Walkman. He's starting uh, number one starter for Butch Henry and the Diablos. Time right now to welcome Walter Olmstead to the show as well. He'll be playing uh, first base for uh, Butch Henry and Walter, uh, good to have you here. How you doing? Pretty good. Uh, thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure sitting here next to a, a coaching legend in the uh, basketball ranks. Mr. You don't Conrad. have to say that. You <laughs> have to do that. You know, growing up in, in the state of Texas, in San Antonio, did you know uh, Did you know the name Don Haskins when you were growing up as a kid? Um, well, I never really spent uh, significant time in San Antonio. My father was in the military. Um, we moved around a lot. Spent uh, most of my childhood overseas in Europe. Okay. Um, but after uh, my dad retired from the military, we uh, spent the last 14 years there. And uh, after, especially after the movie came out, um, I heard a lot about uh, Mr. Haskins here and, and uh, what he brought to college basketball. Absolutely. And uh, I, I think it's, it's kind of funny because you guys have had a chance to talk a little baseball with the coach. And one of the nice things about uh, the man sitting next to me here is he's very well versed on everything. But he loves baseball, loves a lot of sports, but he follows baseball, knows the game. And, he was quoting scenes from Bull Durham a few minutes ago here. You know, oh, he just uh, he updated me on uh, A-Rod hitting his 10th home run today. So that's right. And that just shows him, uh, me how much he knows about uh, baseball in general. Tell me a little bit about, uh, you, you know, you mentioned uh, 
not spending a lot of time in San Antonio because you kind of moved around Europe a lot, but once you settled in, you started to play baseball. Were you playing ball in Europe, or did you really first start playing ball when you when you came back? No, they had. Uh, we lived on a military base, and uh, so they had a little league over there for us. Yeah. Um, pretty competitive, and that's where I did most of my uh, uh, learning about the game from my father. Um, I didn't really start um, getting into baseball heavily until high school, where I moved back to Texas, and uh, you know we they play year round. And uh, that's when I really made the jump from, from going from just all sports just to, to playing baseball, you know, all year round. You so. were a, you were a six-round draft choice of yes. the of the yeah. Reds back in 2004. Yeah. I don't know how that so, happened. Well, no, I think it happened probably because you were one of the uh, better players in, in the state of Texas, and you know that just goes to show you, uh, you know, drafted in the sixth round. Was that something you expected at the time? Were you thought to be a higher pick? What was what was it like coming out of high school in that regard? Well, I. I I didn't even really be, look to be in a position like that. I, I, I was not recruited out of high school. I went to TCU and uh, uh, earned a spot on the team as a walk-on. And uh, after my third year there, um, unexpectedly, I got flown up to Cincinnati for a pre-draft workout. Uh, we were talking about guys like Elijah Dukes, who just made his major league debut, and, yep. and uh, Prince Fielder, who's been playing the big leagues for a couple years. And I worked out with those guys. And, um, to be drafted in the sixth round of that draft and seeing guys from that draft actually playing in the big leagues now is just it's just an honor and uh, it's just a blessing. Um, You're a switch hitter. Yes, sir. All right. Which way do you like? Which do you prefer? Uh, Were you a switch hitter when you were a little kid? When I was a little kid, from from the start of T-ball, my dad made me go from both sides of the plate. You throw right-handed. I throw right-handed. Yes, sir. But um, do you uh, like? Would you rather be up? Bat left-handed or right-handed? Uh, now, now I prefer left-handed because I've seen a lot more right-handed pitching. There's just you know lefties are right. a dime a dozen these days. Um, but growing up as a kid, I, I hated it. You know, natural right-handed hitter, I always wanted to hit from the right side. Yeah. Uh, and being a, a hard-headed kid, I didn't want to switch over to the left side. My dad always told I'll me. I tell it, you what, it would help uh, me. <laughs> I, I think it's just great. You know, the switch hitters and the majors they have it. Uh, you know, you 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 got guy. You know, it's unbelievable, and I think, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they didn't clock people like they do now, but there's pitchers that used to be uh, throwing over 90 was a big deal. Every team in the majors got four or five guys over 90. Yep. Yeah. You've got guys that are hitting 102 Tim, Tim on the Tim Wakefield right might be the only guy in the majors that didn't throw it because he's a knuckleballer, but uh, he didn't throw it hard enough to get there. But it's moving everywhere. After you're, uh, you're drafted by the Reds, were you on the fast track initially? Did they truly try to rush you through, or how did it work? Um, no. Uh, in my draft class, they drafted about five or six first basemen. And it, it was a battle. They had one guy. He's actually going to probably make his major league debut this year by the name of Joey Votto. Mm -hmm. uh, was really their prospect. Out of high school, it's so a little bit younger, yeah. um, a little bit more polished hitter than the rest of us. But um, the rest of us were battling out at first base, and uh, it was just a process by elimination over the years. And uh, I actually got moved to third base and outfield because, you know, this guy was a prospect and they had to let him play first. Yeah. Um, but it was just a great experience being out there with, uh, you know, Ken Griffey Sr. as an outfield instructor, uh, working with Chris Sabo at third base at uh, my oh, yeah. third year in spring training, um, and just getting that versatility added to my game um, by playing multiple positions. It was just a great experience for me and, and uh, my, major, my minor league uh, career. Now, 
having making the shift or made the shift in Cincinnati, I understand you're going to be back playing first base for the Diablos. So kind of returning to the position you were familiar with, although if needed, I guess you could play the hot corner for him. Yeah, you know, when Butch called me, he told me, you know, I want you to play first. And uh, he, he asked me how my arm was feeling after I had surgery. And I said, yeah, it's feeling pretty good. But he, he didn't want to push the issue. He, he wants me at first. He wants me there uh, where I was comfortable, where I was drafted. Because he's got guys coming in here that can play third and outfield. Um, it's just it's only going to be by necessity uh, that I have to go play the outfield or third base. If some guy needs a day off, um, I can go over there and play. Yeah. Did you get a chance to play last year at all for Butch here, or is this your first time? This is actually going to be my first year to play under Butch. Um, he was a pitching coach um, in the organization that I just gotten to know um, over time. And uh, just having some of these guys that played out here last year, my, my roommate from Florida was out here last year playing. Um, I knew Robbie because I played with his brother. Um, and another guy, Brad Cherry, was out here playing. It's just through them and through knowing Butch um, being out here that I, that I got an opportunity to come out here and play. And uh, I'm excited to be out here. I'm, uh, you know, I took a year off from baseball, so it, it's going to be a fun season for me. Coach, when we talk right now to not only Walter but to Robbie, we're talking about guys that played minor league baseball still wanting to get back in. They're still very young. It just goes to show you that it's independent baseball, but a lot of these guys have been drafted, have been drafted high, and are still hungry for that shot to well, get back uh, to, the, to, the, to the majors. I, I tell you what, both these guys, uh, see, I think to get the final four, you got to win a couple close ones, get a break. Yeah. Um, they need to get some breaks. And... Um, there's a lot of times hitters, and I think he'll tell you this. Uh, I remember when I was playing semi-pro baseball, we had a left fielder. And one summer, every damn thing he hit was a line drive right at somebody. I mean, he hit, it was hitting 230 and killing the ball. Yeah. It was always at somebody. And sometimes I think you got to get a little lucky, you know, get one of those Texas leggers, they call them. Yep. This and that. And... Uh, um, are are you a home? You hit a lot of home runs. It, yeah, that's that's why Bush brought me in here. He wants me to hit home runs and drive in runs. You know, uh, uh, for this team. You know, you know how you hit home runs. How do you do that? Make good contact. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it's it's really kind of funny too because I'm I'm looking at you, Walter. And you're pretty well built, but nowadays, see the way some of these guys are in the minors. They're huge. In the majors, they're even bigger. Baseball's trying to crack down on steroids. They've done a good job with it. HGH is something that they're working on. It's kind of a work in progress. But you know, nowadays, can you be built like yourself and, and still hit 25, 30 home runs a season and, and just uh, you know keep keep yourself uh, keep it keep having you know, holding a job? You know, it, it, it's turned into a comp real competitive business, and uh, I think more athletes and, and baseball players these days are, are starting to look like bodybuilders. Yeah. In the old days, it wasn't, it wasn't about hitting the gym. It was just about getting out there and swinging and, and taking batting practice and, and going back and, and relaxing. Um, but nowadays, you got you got to hit, you know, the weight room two, three hours a day, you know, six six days a week just to, just to be competitive. Yeah. And, um, you yeah. know, that's that's just the way the sports change, you know, not only in baseball but other sports as well. I mean, bigger, stronger, faster. That's what people are looking for. I wanted to ask you a question. It's unfair. Go ahead. What do you think about Barry Bonds? It's a good I, question. I respect his abilities. Um, until the he's truth. still got whether he's on steroids or not. He's still got to get the bat on the ball, right? Uh, yeah, I, I believe that to the you know you know, 
growing up seeing him a skinny leadoff hitter, he was still pounding out doubles and hitting, you know, above 300, winning MVPs out there in, in I, Pittsburgh. I remember watching Sammy Sosa with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. He was a skinny guy on the slim side. Now he looks like a wall. Yes, he does. At yeah. the same time, Alex Rodriguez looks the same now that he did when he broke into the right. game. 351 average, 10 home runs, 26 RBIs, and it's April 19th. Um, is there a better player in the game, in your opinion? I don't think with the with the abilities that he has to hit for average, hit for power, driving runs, play third base, or used to be a shortstop, right? And win gold gloves at that position, and also steal bases. Um, I don't I don't think you will find a better complete player um, in the game of baseball right now. At the same time, he plays in New York, one of the <laughs> toughest places to play, and you can already see the mind <laughs> games that New York has played on him the last couple of years. How many home runs he had last year? 30-some? 30, 30-some 30 yeah. home runs. Yeah. It was an oh, year. the New York uh, fans were giving him that. Yeah, they've been booing him <laughs> oh, ever yeah. since he arrived. Oh, yeah, he was being booed and because uh, he wouldn't. Um, he is very high paid, but uh, um, I would love to see him hit about uh, a lot of home runs this year and then quit and go somewhere else. Well, Leave New York there. That could happen. You never know. Yeah. All right, as we continue right now with Walter Olmstead, let's take another caller. It's Jesse from Central El Paso. Jesse, thanks for getting in. Welcome to the Don Haskins Show. Yes, uh, good evening. Uh, Coach Haskins, it's a pleasure and an honor to be speaking to, to the legend. Thank you. And I was uh, fortunate to have gone to the games at uh, Memorial Gym, and my son was Fortunate to have met you one morning there in North Mesa at a small restaurant uh, right by um, close to the exec- to the old uh, executive inn up there in that yeah. time in North Mesa. I remember going. I used to go to that place all the time. Yeah. Yes, and my and, son, uh, he was like four yeah, years old, and that's you right. were very nice and shook his hand, and you know, but an honor. Don Haskins, Coach Haskins, did you ever? Thank Go you. see uh, Mickey Rivers play down at Dudley Field. Oh, did I? You betcha. You know, they. Yeah. Those were um, good teams then. and I, I had no idea he was going to be that good. And they had, had Lee no Lacey. No idea, huh? They had a player by the name of Lee Lacey. And, and uh, so you did. Moose, go, you remember Moose Stubing, don't you? Oh, Moose Stubing, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Moose is a good friend of mine. Yeah. And uh, he used to call technicals on you, too. He said he used to call uh, technicals on you because he was a college basketball No, he never called a game for me because he's in here, and I got him in officiating. Jesse, appreciate it. Thanks for the phone call. Go ahead. uh, Moose uh, uh, never called a game uh, since he's in town here for us. He was a great official in the Western Athletic Conference. Walter, Robbie touched on it a little while ago. Tell us about Cinco de Mayo and uh, how big this is going to be for El Paso. Just two bucks to get in, and really, if you want to get your early glimpse of the Diablos, this is the time to do it. You know what? I'm excited just because it's going to be a, a, a great uh, baseball team uh, coming up from Juarez. And uh, it should give fans a glimpse of, of what this team is really going to be about this year. Um, trying to put a winning program out there um, this year. And uh, fans will just see what this organization has to offer as far as, you know, being fan-friendly and, and putting a competitive baseball team out there this year. At the same end, um, 
when we look at the goals for this season, it's it's obviously playoffs, trying to get in and, and go to the postseason and, and do what other Diablo baseball teams haven't been able to do since uh, you've gone into independent baseball, and that's win a title. Oh, definitely. I think that should be the goal. I don't want to be stupid. Tell me the teams that are in the league this year. Oh, wow. There's, there's a, a lot of teams. How, how many? Um, I'd say there's at least... 12 teams. That's I think what I was 12. thinking. There's six in the Northern Division. Can you name? Uh, in our division, there's us, Coastal Bend, Fort Worth. Coastal? Coastal, Coastal Bend. They're down in Corpus Christi. Coastal, Coastal Bend, okay. Uh, there's the Fort Worth Cats. I thought the, uh, I thought Corpus Christi was Triple A. Well, there is a team there. Uh, oh, there's actually a Double A Texas team. team. That's yeah, the Houston the Astros. Astros yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. also uh, an independent league team okay. there now. Uh, there's actually a team in Pensacola, Florida. Um, and the last team in our division is in Shreveport. Do you Shreveport. play them? We play, yeah, we go all the way to Florida and play Holy them. Holy mackerel. We also all go all the way up as far as uh, St. Paul, Minnesota to play this year. Good. So uh, it's going to be a... a uh, this league's pretty spread out. It's, it's spread out. Yeah. They actually joined up with a, a team that was, uh, or a league that was up north, and they, they joined actually a couple years ago to form this American Association. So there's a lot of travel, but it should be a lot of fun, a uh, good experience for, for, for everybody. And I think for a lot of El Pasoans, I just got a chance to get baseball back here. The good news is, is that when the Diablos lost their minor league affiliation that same season, independent ball came. So fans in El Paso have not been without uh, without minor league baseball. And I know a lot of people are looking forward to it again uh, come you know come May. Do you have a host family? You know what? I just got told today at the field that they found my host family. Um, they, they read the article in the paper and they called the, the stadium. And I think it's like great. Home. And um, so I will, again, I think when camp ends, I'm going to move in with them with a, another fellow teammate. And uh, it should be a good experience. I've always had good experience. Where do you, where do you live? Right now I'm in the uh, Studio Plus hotel living, you know. Studio the, Plus. Yeah. Is hotel. that over here? Oh, right no, there off of Sunland Park. Yeah. 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 I've seen that. Yeah. People yeah. don't realize this, but if you're in the minor leagues, even affiliated baseball, you get host families. It's part of, it's, it's part of the experience. It's a great experience. It's a great way for Well, we got a lot of host families yeah. over the years, I'll tell you. We definitely you know, do. I got a bunch of them. I think the, just, just people in the town in general getting involved with, with – um, co even college athletes and, and professional athletes in that town, it just makes – you know, it's that much easier for those athletes to come in here and, and be more relaxed and, and have a good time. Have you heard about the tradition when you hit home runs at Cohen Stadium? What happens? That was one of the first things my my uh, former teammates told me. You know, he said, you come here next year and you hit a lot of home runs, you're going to be, you know, pocketing a little extra cash, you know, from passing the hat. That's right. Only minor league team I, to do I, it. I can't tell you how many dollar bills I put through the fence. That's good. Yeah, Moose would have somebody go warm up when this guy hit a lot of home runs. And... Uh, uh, this is way back down at Dudley Field. But uh, sometimes he'd make two or three hundred dollars on it. On a good night. On a good, a good night, night, yeah. yeah. All it, I was going to say, all it takes is hitting a couple of home runs in one game, and, and, and you're there. And then we're there. You know, that, that, that could be uh, just another way for us to, to keep plugging along here, you know, with, yeah. with uh, um, just being more motivated to do well out here, you know, just something to get the fans motivated. Um, we've got to get fans back out there. Yeah, That's definitely. habit. Yep. And uh, we've always had great baseball fans. Um, you know, when they drop double-A baseball, the fans kind of – but uh, they'll come back. These are, we got great fans in El Paso, Texas. Definitely. Uh, I, I believe it. In the, in the week and a half that I've been out here, just – 
um, doing some stuff and, and people just being impressed that the Diablos are still around. It, it should be a good experience. Well, welcome to El Paso. You're going to enjoy it. We'll get a chance to hopefully uh, talk to you during the season again. And uh, thanks for dropping by with Robbie and being on the program Thank today. you. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you a lot. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's Walter Olmstead, folks. We'll take a break, come back, and to wrap up the Don Haskins Show live from Fuddruckers West. More in a moment on News Radio KROD. Final 15 minutes of the Don Haskins Show. Your opportunity to get in. If you've been waiting to duck in a call for the coach, 880-5763, 880-KROD. You still have a chance to win a $50 Porter Bucks gift card from Howdy's Food Mart for the caller of the hour. We've had five calls so far. Um, we will either choose from these five, or if you think you might have a question that could earn yourself that $50 Border Bucks card from Howdy's Food Mart, give us a ring. We'd love to hear from you. 880-5763-880-KROD, our telephone number. As uh, we continue here with the bear and uh, wind things down, and uh, want to remind you a couple of things, folks. Uh, number one, we've got uh, some great specials still going on. You can get in the Dollar Kazis, the Dollar Miller Chills, the 99-cent chips and queso, and the chips and, and the uh, tricked-out nachos, chicken or beef, for $3.99. Plus, some great new menu items like the Lone Star Burger featuring cheddar, chili, grilled onions, the Yin Yang Boneless Wings Chicken Sandwich and Chicken Salad. New Yin Yang with the Thai Chili Sauce here from Fuddruckers. Also the Firehouse uh, Boneless Wings along with the Caribbean Chicken Salad, Grilled Chicken, Pineapple, Mandarin Oranges, and Pico de Gallo. All part of the uh, new menu items here at uh, Fuddruckers West as we continue. All right. Well, let me give you these uh, for just a second. I know one thing about uh, I know one thing about Coach tonight. You could spend, I am sure, you could probably spend the rest of the night talking baseball here with uh, with Robbie and uh, also um, you know with Walter, couldn't you? I tell you what, uh, two fine fine young men and uh, uh, El Paso fans, and I got to do it too. Now I have a yep. hard time walking, but I'll get them. I got to get out there and watch some ball games. We got this is the kind of team to really watch because they're young, young kids, and uh, they're unaffiliated. And uh, if they, you know, if they play well, they've got a chance to move up. And there's been there's been a lot of great baseball players that started playing sandlot baseball, yep. semi-pro, what have you, and uh, moved up. And as I said a while ago, I think it takes a break or two in any sport. How do you rank baseball among the sports you enjoy? You, you watch everything. You, you enjoy. I mean, you're just a sports fan, but where does baseball fall into the, uh, the ranks among all the other sports? I'll have to admit I, I, I love to watch NFL football, college football, yeah. college basketball. And uh, when baseball, you know, when they start getting on TV, the college teams, I love to watch, like, uh, for instance, the World Series. In Omaha, I think, I think it's awesome. Yep. And you always are going to see some guys there that a few years later that you're going to see in the majors. That's right. 880-5763-880-KROD is our telephone number as uh, we continue here on the Don Haskins Show. Ten minutes left to What's go before that? we wrap things up, so uh, I'd like to uh, get you in here on the uh, show. How many books we have left right now? 
All right, we still have about uh, 15, 16 books left, folks. So if you want to come on down. They'll and, be here. Uh, the next time we're here, yeah. they'll be here. Then. I want to let people know, by the way, Coach, mm -hmm. May 10th and May 24th. Those two dates are ne next two shows. So if you're listening right now, May 10th, May 24th, we'll be getting the word out quite a bit on that. And that's you got to go doing. see the Delahoya fight, yep. or we'll be doing it before. That's right. That's May 3rd. That's I exactly wish I right. could go with you. I do too. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. The last time you were in Vegas was for the Michael Jordan camp. Right. And uh, I know oh, you. Oh, that was awesome. I heard. It was awesome. That uh, still something. Hey, you actually made friends with one of the fantasy campers who came into town just to see you and watch UTEP basketball uh, one Be night during the season. Beto's standing here with us. Beto Fournay. Yep. Uh, the, my flower man. And he's the one really that made friends with this guy. And talk, they talked back. Gary Munson, isn't that right, Beto? Yeah. And uh, uh, we took him to a basketball game. And I think we won, didn't we? Good game. Yeah. It was a good game. Yeah. Um, speaking of basketball. He's 62. Uh, next year will be his ninth or tenth year at the Jordan camp. Now, that only costs 17500 I was going to say, that, go means he's, that, means he's, that means he's dropped about almost two hundred grand over the last ten years. Must God, be nice. I can't believe it. Now, yeah, uh, nice to have that kind of money. He around. is big, big, big in real estate in yep. New York City. Well, it's paid off in right. a lot of ways. Um, NBA season. Over. Playoffs going to be starting this week. A lot of talk right now about the Western Conference. Dallas, Phoenix, you've got the Spurs. Um, and before I get to your thoughts on who you like in the playoffs, I've got to ask about the Joey Crawford incident with Tim Duncan. Bizarre is probably the best way to describe it. Duncan, you know, teed up, and now Crawford actually tossed out of the league for the rest of this season and the postseason. What, you, what are your thoughts on oh, that? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That David Stern just told Joey Crawford, you're done for the rest of the year and for the rest of the postseason, possibly yeah. for good. You know, Steve, I don't know what happened, but um, one for a great, you know, for a superstar, Yeah, I've never seen Tim Duncan, oh, he's over-talking to officials, and they all do that. But just being uh, obnoxious and whatever, I've never noticed, I've never seen him do that. Maybe he did either. something. But uh, Joey Crawford... Uh, the report I heard is he wanted to fight. He did. He, he challenged I, I, he Duncan ought, to a fight. Well, he ought to be happy that uh, Duncan didn't want to fight. Have you ever heard of a referee in any of the games you've never. ever coached challenge you to a fight during a game? No. Yeah. That, no, that's a little never. bizarre. And what's more strange about it is here's a guy that's refereed for 29 years in the NBA, has worked more NBA he, finals games than anybody. He is known to be the quickest whistle for a tee in the league. Even quicker than Steve Javi? I always thought Javi was the quick whistle, but Crawford had tees up everybody. Well, he's got an ego. That's now the, the problem. reason. Reason I, uh, I read it in the paper. Okay. All right, then I'm sure you're. you're the time has got to be right. Yeah, it always is. <laughs> um, but no, it's you never. It's so rare, Coach, because you don't usually find NBA referees that that have such a, a strong opinion about themselves. Usually, their job is to call the game and control the players and not become the game. Um, I was shocked when I saw it. And they, I, I'm even more shocked that, obviously, uh, uh, David Stern thinks it's pretty bad because yep. he's one of the top three officials I know in the league. That's right. All right. Now it's playoff time in the NBA. 
First off, MVP of the league. Is it going to be Dirk Nowitzki or is it going to be Steve Nash? Two great players that have had great seasons. You know, when they played together at Dallas, I cannot believe they didn't win more playoff games. Mm -hmm. But, uh, well, uh, whoever you pick, uh, Nash has won the last two years in a row. Well, I think maybe uh, Dirk... Dirk Nowitzki has had a great year. And, and Nash, every time I've watched him, he's been fantastic. What makes, him such, like a great, what makes him such a great point guard? Well, he can shoot. Uh, he sees, uh, he's got eyes in the back of his head. Yeah. He, you know, he's, he's great. Uh, he'd be a great guy to play with. You're over open. You might not think he's looking at you, but you're going to get the ball. And um, if you watch him on the other end, he does a little wrestling. He's not the greatest defensive player in the world. But if you can shoot that well and give assists, they don't pay that much attention to it, I guess. All right, that being said, who do you like, uh, who do you think will go um, farther this year in the postseason? The Mavericks or the, or the uh, Suns or the Spurs or anybody else in the NBA West? Who do you like? Who's close, your team? I like cl- the one that wins the close games. That's a great answer. Is that Thank a cop-out? That's, that's the biggest of all that, time. That's a cop-out, but... You know, it's like last year. The Heat won the first two games against, uh, who was it uh, they were playing? They won the first two, was it the Mavericks? And then the Mavericks come back and won three games, and then the Heat come back and won a couple to win. Yeah. Um, I've been, I I've been get to watching her lately. Is, uh, now, are the big stars for the Heat, are they both well now? Yeah, they're they're, they? they're in pretty good shape. I haven't been paying much attention to. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready for the playoffs. Let's do this. When we're back here on May 10th, we'll talk more playoff basketball. In the meantime, great seeing you as always. I want to congratulate our caller of the show. We had some good calls today, but I thought David from the Lower Valley asking you about Memorial Gym and the and the special events, the specific games you remember was was Ru- one of the Ru- best calls. Back special memory. It sure did. It sure did. I'll see you in a few weeks, Coach. Thanks as always. Thank you. Thank That's, you, Steve. Don Haskins, folks. I want to thank also our guests today. I want to thank from the El Paso Diablos, Walter Olmsted, and, and also um, Robbie Walkman for joining us, and Bob Nitzberg as well. Special thanks to Sergio Robili, Andrew Layton, and for everybody out here at Fuddruckers West, I'm Steve Kaplowitz. We'll see you May 10th on another edition of the Don Haskins Show. You've been listening to The Don Haskins Show. Brought to you by Fuddruckers, EPT Management, Howdy, Land America Lawyers Title of El Paso, McCrory's Pharmacy, Price's Creamery, Reticent.